0: Hello, and welcome to a special little passion project called You've Got Mahi. Um, If you know me at all or follow me on Instagram, you will probably know that I live for pop culture, celebrity culture, all things film and TV. So that's mostly what we're gonna cover here. We'll be coming at you guys every other week um, with 30 minute snippets of, you know, what's happening, old, new, current uh, celeb events, past celeb events, favorite celeb events, and everything in between. Um, There may or may not be a lot of rom-com coverage, award show coverage, and or Harry Styles coverage, but that's just the world we live in, and I hope you'll be good with that. Um, Today, on our first episode, we're going to cover some oldies but some goodies, and also a whole bunch of recent stuff that's been happening um, with our favorite celebs. I'm going to start off talking about something today that is truly a tried and true mahi topic and I can't even pretend to to beat around the bush with some of these topics but rom-coms you guys they really there's been no good ones in the last few years honestly like maybe home again and even then we love a Nancy Myers related movie but there's some problematic stuff in the movie most notably the true lack of diversity, but also a huge issue is just that Pico Alexander is literally so hot and never got famous again. But other than that, I would honestly say I want you back, which is a prime video rom com that just came out. It's probably one of the best I've seen in in a minute. It's um Charlie Day of, you know, it's always sunny in Philadelphia fame, a show that has a very special place in my heart. Um, Jenny Slate gina rodriguez or jane the virgin queen and um scott eastwood who apparently for some reason just like isn't giving up acting even though he like really just needs to like wrap it up and put it away in a box um he lives in san diego where i'm from and frequents coffee shops and owns a bar so in my opinion he should probably just stick to what he knows which is which is that but you know just just one woman's opinion on a hot man but it's fine whatever we saw him he looked vaguely like chris evans which is worth pointing out because jenny Slade and chris evans dated for a long time but besides the point it's one of the better rom-coms um i've seen in a minute and i'm i've been trying to rack my brain around why it was so much better than than some of the more recent like like l- like 2018 19 ones or 2020 2021 although there've been that many During, you know, the pandemic. But I think it was just honestly that they they stuck to what works, which is like boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy finds way to get girl back through all of this random stuff. And they didn't it honestly might have been the writing, the jokes, or just like Charlie Day and Jenny Slate being incredibly hilarious and captivating and having a lot of chemistry. But like why is it that other ones aren't working and this one just stuck? And I don't even think everyone loved this one. I think that some people genuinely might find it so cringe or unwatchable, but I honestly think that they they didn't try to make the rom-com format something that it wasn't. They didn't try to take it too far outside of the box. They really stick, stuck within what the genre is and what is so amazing about the genre. If you don't already know, I only watch romantic comedies once a year I watch things that aren't romantic comedies aka when movies are nominated for Oscars which we will get to but otherwise I genuinely have no no interest in watching things that are romantic comedies and most notably romantic comedies that I've seen before because yes deeply anxious people need to know how things end I don't make the rules that's just how it goes but there was a part of I want you back where I was like I feel familiar in this I don't feel like I'm in uncharted territory i feel comfortable watching this and it was so fucking refreshing um to see and the opposite end of that like a more recent rom-com that you know doesn't really land might be marry me the jlo movie and it was just so cringe don't get me wrong it was the first movie in a long time that i didn't fall asleep in the theater and cough cough all of the 3 hour oscar nominees but it still just had that element where everyone left being like yeah guilty pleasure type movie which i don't believe in guilty pleasures but i left marry me being like yeah like definitely not quality but was fun watching i want you back i was like there was quality in there these are comedians it worked it was funny they felt like everyday people but i mean it was sort of pivoting a little bit but like marry me was was fun to watch and fun to watch in theaters Yes, I watched it on Valentine's Day, no further questions. But it just kind of reminded me that J-Lo loves to be a famous person. And honestly, I think that if any of us, like civilians, were famous people, I I don't doubt that we would be very similar to J Lo in the sense that we'd probably throw all our money on having a personal chef and a trainer so we can look like her at 50 something. That's definitely where probably all of my vain money would go. But also, she's just, she loves being famous. Like, the movie is about her being famous and falling in love with the most, like, pedestrian person ever. And then she'll, like, go on late night shows to promote the movie. And this one specific Fallon interview was Fallon being like, You know, JLo, like, you just, you just do so much. You've been famous for so many years, like, really just, like, you know, gassing her up. And she's like, Yeah, yeah like just nodding along and you can tell that she loves being famous. And I don't even say that in a bad way. I would do the same thing if I was like pop star, megastar, movie star JLo. Please keep in mind she's in one of my all-time favorite movies, which is Monster in Law. Won't be taking any commentary on that movie. It's perfect. But just the juxtaposition of those two rom-coms was so amazing to me. I loved I Want You Back and it will probably just be in like a rotation of movies that I'll have playing on the background, which I do at all times. But then Marry Me just was like a little bit more of a movie-going experience, but I really left not really thinking about the fact that it was a modern-day rom-com and more about the fact that our queen, JLo, loves to be famous and we can't even knock her for it because she's good at it. Like, she's a perfect celebrity. You... Are interested in everything she does. She has like a certain level of like iconicness, where you know she has her nickname. It's J Lo, and that's just how she's known. And she's done it all, and you can't really knock her for anything. And then there's like the personal life flip side, where it was Benefer. it was Mark Anthony. I honestly don't even know if we should give a Rod any any airtime personally, but but then it's back to Benefer. and we to be honest there have been a lot of relationships that i've been convinced have been pr relationships and i most definitely thought that theirs was one at the start when they threw us you know into the ringer during the pandemic they were like we're back together and everyone was like my brain has broken over the last year but sure i will accept this i was like this is a pr move ben needs to pull his shit together and it's going to be through this Lo needs to pretend she wasn't like you know, wronged by A-Rod. But lo and behold, you guys, they are still together. And I'm not saying that like standing the test of time, aka like maybe a year, means that they are not a PR couple. But I almost want to just remove my cynicism from it and be like, damn, they just like look happy. And they appear to have like found their way back to each other. The only thing I will not stand for is any ill will. Spoken about Jennifer Garner, she truly has, has saved Ben time and time again and, and is an incredible mother to those kids. I don't know her, but I know that she's an incredible mother. She, she just fully has us captivated in her personal life and she doesn't tell us too much. We know they're like on the yachts together. They do some red carpets together. She did mention it um, on Ellen and like confirmed that like, you know, she's just as shocked as we are that they found their way back to each other and like she's so happy about it. But there's definitely a part of me that's like, yeah, I was wrong. I thought it was a PR couple. You know, definitely not Kim and Pete. I'm still going to be on my soapbox about them being a PR couple. I don't know what the argument would be against that. So it just doesn't make sense. Like they, I cannot imagine the two of them standing in any room together, let alone a bedroom together. So you just tell me if you think that one's for real, but I'm willing to hear a good argument because I was proven wrong on Benifer, but I don't know. I do not know what they could possibly say to one another. And I get it. Opposites attract or you want to... I'm on the Pete Davidson train. I just didn't peg Kim as someone who was on it, but to each their own. I mean, I would date Pete if he wanted to date me, so I guess I can't really, can't really knock Kim for anything, but like, it just... The timing was too serendipitous was too coincidental or maybe not coincidental enough who knows i'm not entirely sure but that's one where i'm like i'll put money on them being a pr couple and i would have lost the bet if i put money on on benna being a pr couple i want to be positive i want to be like they're gonna do it they're gonna be together for as long as they want to be together they're not gonna hurt each other um and it's fine but all of this goes to show is that JLO knows an iconic moment when she's presented with one and she's like, Yeah, throw me in a movie with Owen Wilson. It's fine. I'll be like a superstar in a movie, in a meta movie about myself. Maybe it was about the A Rod story cheating. Who knows? We'll never know. Again, can't really give A Rod too much uh too much airtime. But I do have respect for her just absolutely owning being a pop star. It's kind of in a way that Lady Gaga does it. Just like so iconic that she loves being a celebrity. But I do think that J-Lo is a little bit more accessible to the people than Lady Gaga. She has the whole Jenny from the block going for her. She's like a little bit more accessibility. Lady Gaga is a little bit high in the sky, but also loves being a celebrity. Two routes. Which one would you take? I don't know. I would love to be presented with either route to be completely honest but back to what i was saying earlier about being able to sit through marry me listen i know the film the film critics you know all of all of you film critics that are listening to the absolute first episode of the, your, this podcast and you are, i'm sure on the edge of your seat to, to hear me talk about things those film critics will say that i'm wrong but it there were there were chopsticks holding my eyes open during some of these awards movies um I won't even lie to you. I was wide awake. Eyes peeled onto the screen during Marry Me. And then like, you know, Nightmare Alley was good. Did it need to be that long? Absolutely not. Licorice pizza. Was it good? No comment. What was it about? I have even less comments. Did it need to be that long? Mother of God. No, it did not. It did not need to be four movies in one. Did I love seeing the Haim sisters? Yes, of course. Did it need to be that long? Absolutely not. Um, Was I expecting Bradley Cooper to be in both of those movies and get zero Oscar nominations? No, I was not. Um, He was so captivating in Licorice Pizza. He was having an absolute celebrity meltdown. And it was the most entertaining part of that movie and the most entertaining thing to watch. And I am shocked he didn't get a Best Supporting Actor nominee. They were kind of like lined up in his favor um and it could have been his first um acting win but truly shocked not that he really wanted to win for licorice pizza i think he wanted to get nominated and probably win for nightmare alley because it was like this big guillermo del toro project and like that would have been like a film actor's dream to win for but they're just gonna give him they're just gonna give him the the leo treatment and it's like you're not gonna get an oscar (laughs) until we decide you get an oscar but I hope it's not for like a Revenant equivalent movie because there were many other Leo movies that could have gotten it. And well, you know, story's old time, Leo getting that Oscar. But I really, really do think that Bradley Cooper was shocked. I, I think he was ultra upset that he didn't sweep for Star Is Born. And then I think he was probably shocked that he didn't win. But honestly, this is you know, the Bradley Cooper story. He's he's already working on another thing and I think he's directing it too. So I think he's setting himself up for that to hopefully get nominated and win. But truly, truly, I was shocked. He was the most captivating part of Licorice Pizza. And then, you know, Nightmare Alley was just like such a task to take on. So I'm just shocked that he didn't get it for either. But I need him to be on the red carpet. We already saw him in Gaga. Um, hug and hang out on the SAG Awards red carpet. And they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing the first time around. And they knew what they were doing this time. This time, we know we will not fall for it. We will not fall for it. Say it with me. We will not fall for it. And yes, we will every single time. I would do anything for Bradley Cooper. And so would my mother. And that's just a fact. But, um, I'm excited to see all of them on the red carpet and it will be. I will be lost in their eyes. There's simply no other way. And don't forget, we will be live, live Instagram storying during the Oscars. We are back for an award season and we absolutely will not miss it. Um, but speaking of Oscars, we're gonna see, we're gonna see our girl Case Do there um, for Spencer, which I don't even know how to speak about this movie while I'm awake because I was asleep for it. It was, I want, I love Kristen Sewer. I'm not here for anyone like bashing on her, and I know that there's like commentary on her. I absolutely love her. I think, I think she marches to the beat of her own drum. I think she follows her heart. I think she does what's right. I think she's a good and centered person, and her moral compass is in check, and I love her. Um, but Spencer was just the film was made in the wrong way it was hard to watch because it was boring but it just felt like the wrong way to tell the story and almost like insulting to diana and Kristen to each of them separately like the crown just did such an incredible job of of telling the whole royal family story and diana's being a part of it that you know i don't i really don't want to bash on it too much but i just think i don't know if that movie needed needed to be made but i'm really happy that kristen will have an oscar moment if not winning just to be nominated i think that that's a milestone that she deserves whether or not it was for this movie um like she is she is a human actor and hasn't really gotten like lost in the shuffle both like personally or professionally um but also Batman is coming out or the Batman rather I should say capital T the Batman Um, I can't while I'm like breathing I have my inhaler near so I actually can actually talk about Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz being stunning on the red carpet I'll just do a little, little puff puff inhaler but so striking so gorgeous and I mean that movie is not in the Oscar running but like I wonder if they're gonna have rob at the award show they had such like a like young painful love story like kind of like a taylor swift song but like can i relate no i can't do i wish i could relate yes she they just seemed like they were so hot and heavy and in love during and post twilight and then it just like blew up i mean she cheated on him but like she apologized for it and it blew up and you know, how how are they to know what to do when they were so young? I think they were younger than I am, which is so scary. I wish I dated Robert Pattinson when I was younger than I am. Anyways, they're both having these major movie moments, and I kind of feel like they're living in parallel universes. Like, Spencer doesn't live in the universe that the Batman exists in, and the Batman doesn't exist in the universe Spencer lives in, but it's fine. I want them to both be running their races. I want Rob to keep having the absolute most amazing cheekbones and chiseled jaw and wearing these baggy suits. And then Zoe Kravitz be wearing these cutout dresses. And it's amazing. I also was not really going to go see the Batman because they, I mean, you can Google the runtime of a movie, but they went out there being like, this movie is three hours long. And I was like, okay, I can barely watch a movie that's three hours long." not knowing going into it that it's three hours long and now you're telling me beforehand but damn does marketing work they released those red carpet photos they release the um like photo shoots of them and i was like yeah i'll be there i will most definitely be watching them oops gotta see that chemistry come to life even if they're only on screen for a few minutes at a time together and it's just them swinging through the sky that's a different superhero who knows i don't think that man can fly Batman. I think he's a normal person. Anyways, who knows? I don't even know. I pretend to know things about Marvel. I don't know anything about DC. Um, but I'm, I guess now I'm excited to see the Batman. It's three hours. Do I bring like a change of clothes? Like do I change into the process of pajamas? Do I bring snacks? Am I going to miss something if I go to the bathroom? I'll, I can't not go to the bathroom for three hours. I'm going to skip the commercials. I have to. But anytime you skip the commercials, you end up missing part of the movie because you go too late it's a problem for another time it's a problem for this weekend i'm recording this before the movie comes out but i think this will be coming out after the movie comes out um in a similar level of absolute epicness i don't even know how to discuss rihanna being pregnant she basically dropped february 1st hello i'm pregnant and then she didn't like retreat back into her you know like hibernation she was like oh and it's fucking fashion week and i will be on the red carpet with my baby daddy asap rocky and we will be looking absolutely stunning that the pink um like parka coat thing she was in was vintage chanel that she announced a pregnancy in, and she was just like hey we're gonna have a press tour about this pregnancy whether or not that's like what they're actually doing they are showing up red carpet after red carpet posing for photo after photo asap rocky speaking about her like she is a god which she is and I still don't think the shock has worn off. Like, the level of, like, media magnitude and weight that she carries just by, like, clicking a button and being like, press send, I'm pregnant, is truly really amazing. And and she knew, like, she knew people have been waiting for her. She knew people were waiting for her to do something, release something, and and she did it. And she's going to have a baby, that baby. I mean... It's like the level of like Adele having kids, Beyonce having kids. Now our queen, Ree, is is absolutely in it. And I am pumped. Pumped to see everything she's doing. I feel like I've, I've her Oprah interview post Chris Brown was really interesting. I've just like I feel like that she's led us into her like heart and soul into like certain moments. But then she she does do that. And then she retreats. And and I'm excited. I hope we get to see like more glimmers into into what her life looks like now. Maybe she'll do another Oprah special. That could be exciting. Um a little bit on the opposite train or opposite side of both fame and like opposite side, being more negative. And we'll wrap with this because I can't in good conscience, you know, talk too much about country music but my favorite and one of the only country music stars I listen to no hate against it I just don't know other people to listen to our boy Sam Hunt is getting a divorce and he was with this girl who was like his like I don't know if it was high school sweetheart but like young hometown sweetheart they broke up he spent years trying to get her back they got married and then she files for divorce and also in the filings announce says that she's pregnant and, you know, the media caught wind of that. And to be honest, I'm not and I, I love him and I and I want happiness for him, but I'm not that surprised. Like his whole energy was like his music was like player energy. It was like it was like I like I wanna win you back. I wanna keep you, I wanna keep you happy. But like he was like too hot, basically is what I'm trying to say. He was too hot to not hurt someone oh is that bad to say but I hope they figure it out I hope he releases new music and that music is able to support the baby to be honest guys that was our first show that was our first episode I'm so pumped to have this recorded um this is kind of like the cadence we'll have we'll run through some fun topics some will be old some will be new um And we'll be coming at you every two weeks on Monday mornings. And I hope you're excited. I'm super pumped. And I hope you guys have fun. And let us know on Instagram what you want to hear more about. Thanks. Bye.